Alright, this is On The Spectrum. Um, so, uh, do you know what we're talking about today? Today we plan on talking about Australia's policies in regards to dress codes on Australia Day. Maybe go into a bit about Stadia and talk about the EU trying to regulate charges and phones. Okay, sweet. So, yeah, like, the Australia Day thing with the dress code was, was pretty fucked. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't sound that bad, like, if you don't really even eat, like, like on the surface. I think people are used to it because things like clubs and stuff have a dress code. It's not super strict. Like but golf, they are there. Or, like, golf courses and stuff, you usually need to, like, have a yeah. collared shirt. People don't really... They don't see it as a bad thing. And a lot, but some people do. Like, some local governments and councils do refuse to implement this. Which is good, because they should be refusing to do this. Yeah. The government... Uh, whenever it's a publicly... A public thing, then it's pretty bad. I believe they don't want to introduce a similar thing for citizenship ceremonies and stuff. But the thing is that, it's not, once again, it's a public place. You know? It's, uh... If it's a public place, you should have the inherent sense to wear something appropriate for being in public. But if you... But if... Or, like, like a public event, I mean. Yeah. But people still should have the right to wear what they want. Yeah. Like, obviously, then there's, like, then there's a difference. Keyword on there, wearing something. Yes, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, no... I'm, I'm just... I'm, like, there were, there were a few local councils that did support it. Whenever there was a public uh, Australia Day event, then there were dress codes and whatnot, which were still... Well, they were only smart casual, so it's not, like, like a massive big thing. But then you also have the problematic, can people... Who can afford that? Are you just, like, rejecting the bottom half? No, not even bottom half, like, bottom, like, 10%, 20%. Because it's smart casual, yeah. which which can, you can get for pretty cheap, relatively cheap. But if you're literally working paycheck to paycheck, yeah, that might not be the... I, I Like, the, some people, their best clothes they have are their work clothes. Yeah, I, I never really thought about it with, from the economic point of view. Of, it's like they're, tr- they're deliberately trying to segment the bottom 20%, which... Like, we don't want to have these, tra- like, the white trash bogan Australians attending these events. Yeah, I don't know exactly what uniforms they want to specify, and I don't yeah, know it was It was, like, smart casual, so it's still, like I said, it was still, like, not that expensive, so I, I need to agree with you, like, a little right, bit. So, that basically eliminates fongs. Yes. A lot of Australia Day attire. Yes. So just normal wear that people wear yes. for events like this. Yes. So there's uh, no, like, a, there's no, like, shirt that's, like, a little bit, like, an Australian flag on it or anything like that, which is just, which I, which... Which I would never wear myself, and I find uh, a bit terrible. But you know, the, I should not allow people to wear it. Well, I find that strange because the entire point of events like these is to celebrate Australia. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, like we exist. <laughs> no, that, that sounds odd to me. But well, the entire point is just to celebrate Australia and what it means to each person, despite the fact that national nationalism isn't exactly the best mentality to have. Nationalism is a disease. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but you should always be critical of your own government. They're not there to tell you the truth all the time. I know, but saying, like, we're, like, we are exclusively the best country. It's just not true. Yeah, and, like, it's, like, what, like, like, why is that true? It's, like, because Australia's awesome. No, you've got literal no basis. Uh, We've actually been losing our status recently. In, like, every single possible listing, it's, like, education, economic rankings, uh, most livable cities... You know, not burning to death. Just all these basic things. <laughs> not burning to death. Yes, I suppose that is going down quite regularly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not really surprised. I'm not at all surprised with it coming from uh, the Home Affairs Department. It's... 
Yeah, it's... It just makes me wonder if this is just Peter Dutton. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's just his policies that he wants to enforce, because he wants to go to these events and not have to look at the law. said. <laughs> I'll say it before and I'll say it again. He is an actual supervillain. Yes. He, he even looks the part too. His name's Peter Dutton. And he's got literally the... He, got, he looks like Peter Creedy from from V for Vendetta. And he's literally, this is true, got the same job. <laughs> implementing, like, the same policies. Have we talked about how his department is going to launch an internal investigation on his own department? We did. Uh, I think we did in the undisclosed and okay. unreleased first podcast. But in the last one, I don't believe so. Yeah, so this report came out that he's in Department of Interior. Uh, is it? No. Wait, no, no. The Department of Home Affairs is, um, in, is launching an investigation into itself. Yeah, which is like, yes, internal investigations happen, but usually by an unrelated department that's not connected to itself. A third party. Uh, the yeah. Department of Home Affairs is essentially investigating itself. It's like, Barry, come here. We've seen that you've been stealing money from our accounts. Just embezzling. I need you to go investigate yourself. It's like, it's like oh, I found myself innocent. Oh, okay, good, good. Here's um, a promotion for your hard work. Like, I'm, like, for example, you need to have a third-party one because of how, like, Scott Morris and, like... Because of all that, like, with, like, a ton of public pressure... Uh, launched an investigation, a third-party investigation, all into um, the whole sports scandal thing from last week, which we mentioned. And uh, when they found that there was, a, there was a few senior officials in his own cabinet uh, have been a part of it. And then um, they actually released, so that uh, I think it was the ABC, got their hands on the actual uh, spreadsheet used to allocate certain funds to certain, uh, uh, um, certain, certain seats and districts and whatnot. And they were literally colour coded by party, and uh, which ones were on the fence. And now this is just completely blown over, and no one's reporting on it. Ah, uh, kind of. I mean, Twitter's Twitter's been going out a little bit, and uh, but there's been there's been a lot of other news, so a lot of um, the more uh, the media sources have been going like with that stuff, like the coronavirus and stuff. They're like, oh look, it's the end of the what, you know? Well, it's just a flu. Yeah. Well. They haven't really reported on what type it is, to be honest. It's they, no, no, it's like similar to the SARS. Virus, it's similar to the SARS virus. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. It, yeah. yeah no, Just no. emerged from China. Yeah, no, I think it is being reported pretty well. Like, the thing is, though, in Japan and Germany today, they found there was uh, two confirmed cases in each country, I think, of people who've got the virus from people, but even though they've never, if, even though they've never visited China. Yeah, it's probably been transmitted some of a way that we don't know about yet. Like how the Black Plague transmits through rats. And that's starting to reemerge again yeah, in China, was, ironically. I know, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Although fortunately, um It just reminds me if of Plague Inc. We should all just run to Madagascar <laughs> or Greenland. We'll be fine there. Yeah, great. no I'm actually <laughs> funny you say that right now for the past even like even like now Madagascar is like one of the countries that still has the Black Death and it's had it for like years. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, not for people have it. Ah, uh, that's fine. Although the coronavirus is like a 98% survival rate, so it's not as big a deal. It's mainly for us who can... I mean, the 2% that die, if it spreads throughout the entire world, that's still a lot of people. That's like at least seven people. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... But speaking of Germany, from before, uh, with the charging standard that you were mentioning... Yeah. It's It's... 
the, the, the debate's been going on for a while, I think since 2013 or 2014. Maybe they, earlier. Yeah, probably earlier, but I mean the official introduction to Parliament. Yeah, yeah. It Having a separate... So what they want to do is they want to have a, a set standard, legal standard, for all devices. So, uh, so for example, like every single new phone, laptop, and everything comes out needs to use USB Type-C. I don't know if it's laptops. Isn't it? No, I think it's just phones at the moment. Oh, okay, thank you. Because I, I feel that. like... Well, you could do it with laptops. Yes. I mean, Apple uses USB-C for their laptops, don't they? I could use USB-C for mine as well. Uh, ooh, but... It's just a different standard of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, the thing is, is that there's two reasons I want to do it, and one is for a consumer basis, so that, um, so that no one, like, everyone's got the same charging port, and so they can quote, uh... When you get a new phone, you don't have to go and buy a new charger every single time. Even though when you get a new phone, it comes with a fucking charger. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to reduce waste when... Yeah, no, electronic waste. Like yeah, they're like, they want to reduce electronic waste, which you can be really understandable. If everyone's using the same charger, people don't buy accidentally buy the wrong chargers, stuff like that. But Apple made a good point. It's like, if you enact this standard, everybody's going to have to go out, buy new phones, buy new chargers... And throw out all of the old ones that aren't a part and of the new like, standard. It's going to inundate the waste industry because the EU government doesn't also consider the fact that not every Android phone uses USB-C and not every Android phone uses the same implementation of USB-C. Mm. Well, for phones, it's usually pretty similar. Uh, not always. Not, definitely not always. Yeah. But for the most part, because of the, you know, voltage and stuff. Well, there's... Because Samsung has fast charging, but then there's other companies that have their own version of fast charging that uses a different standard, and the cable has to be compatible with that particular standard. Yeah, like otherwise you'll fry that phone. In worst case. Yeah. It's. It's not just that. Like when it comes to the free market, you it's not it's it's not even about the free market aside. Let's put the economics aside. It's about going up to someone who's just made something cool and wants to sell it to their friend and then saying, hey, you have to have this type of thing in there, like this type of way to charge it or to deal with it. It's like, but I don't... The way I've designed it, it's like this. I'll need to go back and look at a few other things and try to re-engineer it a little bit. And they're like, no, you have to do this. And it's like, well, even if so, I like, I like using this particular one for my thing and my friend says he's happy to buy it from me. And they're like, nope, can't do it. That's illegal. Yeah, Th- That's yeah. completely immoral. Yeah, Apple's also made the argument, well... This has been Apple, because they're the only ones that will get majorly affected by this. Yeah. They're also making the argument it's got to stifle innovation. Which, I mean, it is a charger, which you don't really think about. But we've, since the introduction of USB-C, we've had things like it's now powerful enough to charge a laptop with. Mm. And it's got enough data bandwidth that you can run a GPU through through it. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome for mobility sake for laptops. But the point is that it can only get better from here. And if you introduce a standard, then it's going to then it's going to stop people from trying to make them better. Yeah. Like yeah, they still will eventually. But the bureaucracy behind it is going to make it impossible. Yeah, and, it's, and even if they do, it's going to take forever to then roll out because it's like I've invented a new thing. It's so much faster and better. I can't wait for my new laptop. You're not allowed to. What? That, yeah. Because that that's literally. So I'm going to just play a little bit of devil's advocate. So if this gets enacted yeah. and suddenly every phone has to use the same standard. What's to stop the companies from deciding that, why don't we just upgrade our wireless charging? What do you mean? Why don't they just make wireless charging 
extremely amazing because that's where all the research money will go now because they can't innovate on the USB-C because then if they want to yeah. create a new standard they have to go through the process of getting it passed in the EU court oh yeah totally right so they'll go look at like, different ways to charge the phone so in some ways it'll stifle innovation but other ways it'll make it amazing because they'll look for ways of making wireless charging infinitely better but, I think that's I think that's accurate I think that's completely accurate because the thing is like it's like oh we've, we've invested 10 million we're going to invest 10 million dollars to make USB-C to, uh, better and it's like actually even if you do you're not literally able to use it okay cool, what else can we make better like because it's not standardized yet. But the thing is, is it still... But then you can't just go around banding, banning and standardizing things like that just so that you can try and allocate things everywhere else. Because the thing is, that's not even their argument for it. Their argument for it is literally just for consumer... To consumer happiness and to reduce electronical waste, which consumer happiness, it's not going to help because if they're stuck with the same standard of charger... So we get new batteries out, which that is not an unreal possibility. There are designs for new batteries which are amazing. Like, um, which will aluminium ion batteries and solid state batteries, yeah. Solid state batteries being the nice one, really, really nice looking one. Aluminium batteries also, aluminium ion batteries also pretty cool. They charge in like a minute, but they only give you like five hours of battery. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, plus when you drill them, they don't um explode. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the main one. (laughs) Lithium ion ones are pretty fucked. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, airport security in that react to new battery types. They're like, hey, um. These batteries aren't volatile anymore. Can we put more on them? Nope. Well, that's the other thing, because, like, especially with electric cars using switching over to solid-state batteries, the issue with electric cars right now, like, is that if there's ever a car accident, there's a fire, it's an electrical fire. And that can be a bit more of a... That would be more difficult for, you know... Fire brigade to deal to, with. To handle. They have to send a special truck out. And with solid-state batteries, that's not the case. Yeah, because there's no actual burnable liquid in it. No. And there's no chemical reaction that can cause a massive fire. No. Exactly. I think... Yeah. It's... We're trying to enact a standard on an industry that changes so rapidly. Like, we might not even be using USB-C anymore because USB 4 is on its way. USB 4 is on the type of USB-C though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But it's an updated standard. If they standardize your current USB-C, USB 4 would just be thrown out the window because... Exactly, similar to how there's like USB uh, 2.0 lol that's like, and then there's also USB 3.0. And yeah, the port is like technically does seem the same, but it's not. Yeah. People still use USB 2. USB 1. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, actually, some computers still have the old auxiliary ports for mouses and stuff. Pretty sure that the US military only switched over from like using floppy disks for their nukes and nuclear codes and stuff this year. Well, last year, sorry. Well, I mean, if you don't need anything more than a couple of megs to launch a nuke, then why upgrade? <laughs> to be honest... Hey, but I broke. <laughs> well, I mean, it is the most... It's weird. There's is a case you can make that having older technology makes you more secure because newer technology won't be able to interface with it as well. It's like the newest technology and the oldest technology is the most, most secure and then the one in the middle is like, no. <laughs> the one in the middle is just leaking data everywhere. Oh, um, I'll, I'll just check. I'm going to pause it quickly. So, with the standards, you've tried to do similar things before. So, they're also trying to ban the use of facial recognition in public places. Who is? The EU. Yeah, the EU. Good. This can be good. 
Privately or publicly? It's to ban both governments and private corporations from using facial recognition in public places. Okay. Yeah, I support that. But what's to stop them going to a mall and asking the mall owner to do it? Well, a mall owner is not a public... Mall's not a public place. Exactly, so they can just do it inside the mall anyway. So basically, you're taking it from the park or the street into the shopping centre. I have no problem if a mall owner chooses to put um, face recognition software and cameras inside their own thing as long as it doesn't, like, scan people who aren't going into on their property or in their building. Yeah, I mean, it's fine for them. Private property, do what you want. I like the idea that it could just be a sweeping ban to prevent governments from using it. Mm. Because that would basically just negate any use case a government can make to use it. But the issue is companies like Google who would develop the technology in in Europe would suddenly go, oh, okay, we just won't invest in that field there and we'll invest it in America. Or China, especially. Well, Chinese companies are going to move forward with it no matter what you do. So then the Chinese, so the Chinese will have much more, a much better facial recognition system because we didn't invest more in that than we were, as we lot worse. Yeah. But the thing is, as long as it's done, like I said, as long as it's private, I am more, and they can do it in private places, I'm more than okay with it. But speaking of that, you bring it up, and back to the Australian, uh, or Australians, Australia's autocratic policies and practices. Recently, uh, last year, they introduced into a few schools facial recognition systems to replace roll calls. Oh, that is terrible. Yep. So the students have their face scan laser with them their own, so then they know uh, who's there and who's not. And then I told this, um, I told this to a friend, and he's like, "Oh, that doesn't sound so bad." I'm just like, "All right, let me put it this way." And after you go to school on the first day. They take all your fingerprints, and they also take a sample of your DNA. So then, so then they know exactly whatever, exactly whatever untouched it, and exactly where and whatnot. Or like, you know what I mean? Like they'll just they'll just know what is what someone touched by telling, and um, and just having that DNA on file. And it's the exact same principle with your face and facial recognition. It's yeah. literally the exact same. Except with the face, it's a bit worse because now they can just follow you around the city because around the school in this case. What's to stop them from starting to hook it up to all the oh, public cameras everywhere? Nothing. There's nothing stopping that. And they go, oh, you're related to this person who's related to this person. Oh, that person's in the car with you. Okay. For years, the, Dutton, uh, the um, Dutton's Home Affairs Department and the, and the, well, just the, the, the Liberal Party and the government, Labour has been doing, doing it a little bit, but it's not as, ex- as extreme. Uh, when they were pushing for it, like they support it a little bit. Maybe they're just not as public about it. Well, the Labour 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 is also right wing. Not they're, they're not as right wing as the Liberal Party, but we don't actually have a major they're right. Very close though. Sorry. Aren't they extremely close to what? Each other. Yes, although the Labour ones, uh, Labour ones, just a little bit more um, moral, a little bit more moral, and like they're okay. less corrupt. So. Well, appearances. No, no, like, even, like even basing on their policies, like like they're, they're not the ones who take money away from fireys, and they were the ones who were trying to close tax loopholes and increase car- and increase carbon emission targets. You know, that's something they actually did, so we know for a fact that they are better. Yeah, okay. So, Little Party, they've been trying to introduce facial recognition in public areas for ages, and uh, committees comprised of both Liberal and Labour uh, members were both like, no, this is kind of fucked, you need to go back and reword it, or um, try and make it, like, you know, not sound as terrible. And we're like, and I was a little glad about that, but I'm also like, it just means that they're still kind of supporting it. Yeah, they're just trying to find the right wording to make it not look like we're a dictatorship. It's like, oh, okay, so we need, we need, we need to follow around exactly where, where, exactly what everyone's doing and where to find the criminals. And it's like, to what, what what's the, what, to what end? You know what I mean? Like, okay, so 
this law has been around for a while now. It's to do with anti-terrorism. Mm-hmm. First state, terrorism is terrible. Everything's bad. Don't blow up people. Don't run them over. It's terrible. Mm. But the government now can arrest terrorism people suspected of committing terrorist acts before they have committed that act. Which essentially is like walking down and arresting the guy for murder, yet he hasn't left his house with a knife yet. So there's no, hadn't even been attempted murder? Yeah. He hasn't even attempted to murder someone yet. He's just bought the knife at this point. Which is, there's nothing illegal for buying the knife, but they're going, oh, you're going to kill that person with it. It's like, I haven't done it yet, though. It's like, too bad. (sighs) If he was at the house banging on the door with the knife in hand, then that's a crime. Like, Because that's literally he's trying to get in to kill the person. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, like, depending on how you word it, because in my head I'm like, okay, like, if they still still would intel that he's going to kill them, then they can't just do it. But I'm like, yeah, if they follow him and just make sure that he doesn't do anything or if they, they, if they know it's good, like, if they don't know who he's going to murder, they could then follow and da-da-da. And then if he actually starts to do something, then yes, arrest him, he's endangering the person. But the thing is, it's exactly the same, because, like, with terrorism, it's like, if they bought bomb stuff, like, if they made a bomb, that's already an illegal material. So yeah. then you can just arrest him for that. But if someone's, In like, some of these cases, they just have material to make the bomb. They could be going outside to farm their field for all they know. Like for example, if it's like it's like me saying I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna punch this guy in the face and beat him up, and then I stay in my house. I'm like, actually, I can't be bothered. You're under arrest for suspecting of beating this guy. For that, you might have beat this guy up. Like I, I didn't though. Yeah, like we're not saying that, like most cases this hasn't gone to an extreme yet. Like they've actually done their due diligence. The people they've arrested are actually people that planned on that are going to go blow up someplace. Well, apparently they mm-hmm. don't really let them talk. But then the thing is, what are you going to charge? That like the thing is, what are you going to charge them for? Terrorism. But they didn't do anything. No, but they're plotting a terrorism attack, so that's what they go under for. It's a real sketchy law. Like if yeah, you actually start looking w- into its implications and broader spectrum, laws like that are scary. Because the thing is that I, because su- the thing is that I, I would support that to to an extent. But the thing is, is that you can't it, you can't tell exactly who's doing it. There could be some very very non corrupt individual, non corrupt policeman, and non corrupt head of home affairs, and they could do their due diligence and whatnot. And in the perfect world utopia, and they know who it's going to be, sure. But then the thing is, when you enact these laws, there could be corrupt people, and as well, who then try to use the same law to arrest anyone for anything before they do anything. Well, hell, it could just be someone who like doesn't like Barry down the road, and so he could be like, oh. I'm going to frame Barry for this by just stitching together events that seem to look like he's going to do something. So yeah, like, saying, like, he's got the knife and we're pretty sure he's going to kill someone, da 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 It's like, okay. It's but different from him charging at the person with the knife. And, and or, or like, because like, the thing is, because someone, someone could make the argument, uh, but you can't wait till then. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, there is that argument to it, but then also, there's also the argument the guy bought a meat cleaver and is walking down the street so he can go decapitate his lamb that he has at home and the police decided that oh he's been angry at his ex-wife for ages and he's walking past her house he's going to go murder there's two different completely different events but they've been correlated the thing is so when you word it and I think you I, I think you word it a little poorly when you firstly explain like he's got a mind knife and he's planning on murdering someone the government, the police know he's going to murder someone and then they go to stop him and then I'm like okay but the, the, the problem is like like you're explaining and like you're trying to like you're trying to say is um that they don't know the they don't know the situation. Yeah, like he could have just bought that knife because his current knife is dull. And yeah, he may have threatened someone because he was angry, like, "Oh my god, you slept with my wife, I'll kill you, damn!" But he also he, he then he wanted to buy a knife anyway because he needed a new knife. You could you could easily attempt to correlate those events. 
Yeah. Um, it's very... Especially if you start getting AI involved, which what? a lot of these systems might be doing. What do you mean? Like neural nets and stuff. There, there they is... will try and correlate data that doesn't necessarily correlate. Yes, that is... They right. will find connections that don't exist. Or like... Or the... the yeah, the correlate... Then the, 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 it's correlation, not causation. Yeah. Like, um... It's like uh, in Sydney, in the New South Wales a while ago, they implemented something where they can, um... I think it's bust into people's houses without a warrant. If... Um... So if, if you if you're, if you're like a, if you were like a, if you were caught with drugs or whatever, so the, like if you're the, the law states if you're a drug dealer and you've been arrested, but then it's after being released three years after being for the next three years they can do, break into any of your stuff, house, car, anything without a warrant. Isn't um, that the purpose of good behavior bonds? I'm not too sure. What do you so mean? The idea is when you've been released, you have well on bail. It's more to prefer in the bail system. No, this, this is different. This is like after yeah. you serve your time being released. What happens is, but the, the, here's the problem: drug dealing isn't that isn't that simple. For example, you get raised as a drug dealer when you've been caught with a certain amount of drugs. You might not have been giving it to anyone; it's only twenty. But if you've got a certain amount, then you're still rated as that. Yeah, which is stupid. It could have just been a stupid decision on your part, and now the police can come and raid your house at any point. It's like, so what's the point of the what's the point of the justice system or the law? You know, because then it's, it's the it's the policeman who's deciding. And the thing is, is that like, why why is the policeman smart enough to judge the situation? Oh, for what? A judge? No. <laughs> it's... They've kind of removed the part of assuming innocence. I mean, yes, they've already been convicted, but the whole point of the criminal system is to send people away, let them think about what they've done, kind of like an epic na- naughty corner for adults, mm. and then release them, and hopefully by the time you release them, they've learned their lesson. If they go and do, commit the crime again, you arrest them and throw them back in the naughty corner. But this is just assumes that they've already committed the crime and we're going to go raid the house no matter what. I've already served my time. What are you doing here? I'm like, well, you know? It's like, well, we've, we think you've relapsed, so we're going to raid your house. Like, do you have a warrant? Don't need one. No, let's say police and one, then let's say the police doesn't have high enough numbers, so he goes into the house. Or kind of like how firemen are like, or often cause fires so they can be first on the scene and get it. Let's say a policeman goes and he, like, he just walks into the guy's house with a few drugs and says, yes, he's got the same drugs that he went before. Um, you're under arrest again. And that's be so easy to do. The only thing stopping from them is just assuming that the cop's a good guy. Yeah. Which you shouldn't. No, ever. Like, it's... Police are just normal people that are doing the job. Which also entails don't be mean to police officers because they're just normal people trying to do their job. Some of them might not be good at it. Some might be amazing at it. But they're just people trying to do a job. And if they have a vendetta against a guy, they can pretty easily... With these laws, they can very, very easily... Find a way to fuck them over, yeah. Yeah, it's not cool. Like, especially, it's... it's The Victorian... So the Victorian government and the Victorian Police Department, sorry, and the um, New South Wales Police Department... The New South Wales Police, they're both really awful. So, for example, they spent, like, like, I think it was, like, $4 million on assault rifles for the New South Wales Police Force. They haven't used once. Assault rifles. What's the point? Okay. I can see the point. Being? Like the Lindell Siege. When there's a terrorist attack where the police force is not equipped, there's one terrorist attack, so they bought. So, so there's one. There's one guy who's doing one thing, so they need to buy four million dollars worth of assault rifles. I know it's real dumb, and we have the special ops in the military, which are actually trained for anti-terrorism operations, and they are usually the ones that get called in for for actions like this. Well, they're the ones who, and they were the ones who, um, which is which is good, you know. 
because they're specially trained to deal with insurgent situations. And policemen, they're not like just a deal deal your average Joe policeman who's just trying to do his job, who's there to arrest some bad guys and whatnot. They are trained, sure, but when it comes to these special and really, really specific operations, they're not. They don't have the training and are not equipped for it because you can't go around training every single policeman for every single terrible situation. You know what I mean? You can give them the basic skills. It would be like a six-year uni course or something like that. There's a thing I watched earlier. Like, even the US military, they send soldiers away to Afghanistan and all that. They have to get training from the FBI for specific urban combat because their basic training didn't cover that. Mm. So they had to get even more training for the specific case that they were going to because the US Army can't train everybody in every different form of warfare. Yeah. And the US Army has excessive amounts of money. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that the Pentagon a lot of the time doesn't actually want to spend the money that on certain things, but con- but it's Congress and the uh, and the Senate who will then say, okay, we're approving to buy all these certain jets and these guns and da 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 da, and it's not up to the Pentagon to buy it. They're like, okay, we've got to we've got to buy it. So, but the thing is, then they're like, okay, well, this isn't a part of our budget. They're like, okay, we'll increase the budget by another hundred million, hundred billion dollars, so that you can get these things because it's about all these private contractors in the U.S. who are um. Uh, who are also major donors to to the corporate Democrats and Republican parties. Yeah. It, that's, that's a whole nother story about talking about the US military machine. Well, the thing, that, the thing is that like, the Pentagon's like, we don't need this. We don't need these certain fighters here. We don't need these other guns. We don't need to spend on this. And then they're like, okay, but the law says now that you have to buy it. Okay, I guess we're buying it then, but it's going to sit in the warehouse. Yeah, and then eventually they're going to come out when they actually do need them and they're going to be in massive disrepair. Well, actually, no, they'll spend the money to keep them up to date, keep them flying, keep them maintained. And that's the new technolo- there'll be new technologies that's going to add on to it. Yeah. I think a lot of the US aircraft are horrendously out of date, but they keep upgrading the technology. So if you shoot down one jet, that's like a mil- $50 million to $100 million just gone. I'm fairly certain, I need to check the numbers, that Russia's military budget is $70 billion. The US is, is, I believe this year they were planning on increasing it to nearly $800 billion, but right now it's about $700 and something billion. Is anyone real? So they could say, okay, what if we're going to get invaded? What if there's all, like, all this stuff going on? We're really afraid that Russia is going to be invaded, or is Russia, you know what I mean? No, they're completely fine with a $70 billion military budget. I find budget. it funny that Russia's made more advancements with their $70 billion than the US Army has. It's because they spent on irrelevant shit. Like, for example, the US Army made a self-guided artillery shell. Who, who made that, sorry? The US Army. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we need a s- artillery shell that costs $50,000 per round? What does it do? It just self-guides to targets. Opposed this to is an artillery shell. Not a rocket. This is a dumb fire weapon. And it self-guides. Oh, you're right. It was, it was a rocket. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But This is an artillery shell. It's... And these are things you fire at mass at targets where you know there's no civilians in the area. This is, like, level of stuff. This is something you fire to level an area. This isn't strategic strike from a drone. This is... We want to level this building. Yeah, so... Because there's no civilians in the area. There's just enemy hostiles. So let's level the building. And they made a $55,000 shell to do that task. Like, it, yeah, no, especially, like, it's self-guarding, so it sounds cool. It's like, the building's right there, you've just got to shoot it. You don't, and it will cost infinitely less than this other thing. Yeah. Or better yet, why are we still doing artillery shells? Why aren't we just using rocket artillery now? If rocket artillery is so amazing, which it is, why don't, why isn't they just using rocket artillery now? 
I don't have a lot, I don't have enough insight on a lot of the subjects in relation to this. But what I do know is that when it comes to targeting, when it comes to targeted investing and strategy, when you can't just throw as much money as you want at something and expect to get results. That does work eventually. But the point is, is that if you target, if you invest that seventy billion dollars well in very specific technologies and areas of your military, then you can then you can expect a lot more prosperity and results than if you just get seven hundred billion dollars and throw it at random, um, random bullshit. Yeah. So. Let's, I'll use this example. The M1 Abrahams has been around for a long time. I'm not sure what that is. The America's mainline battle tank. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure. the standard image uh, when you think I of remember you sending me that link before. Yeah. Yeah. So the M1 Abrahams is a solid tank. They keep upgrading it because it keeps falling on behind. They had to add armor skirting, reactive armor to it, so it's now a very, very expensive tank to build. Yeah. Russia is building a new tank, which there are debates about whether or not they're actually going to mass produce it because of their budget. Mm-hmm. which I can kind of subscribe to that but a lot of modern tanks only need a free man crew right gunner commander and driver and like a navigator I don't know haven't read that much into it mm-hmm. but Russia's built one of these tanks and it's auto reloading two man crew I believe and it's got reactive systems it's basically the modern masterpiece of a tank right and a lot of analysts are going this would destroy an Abrahams because you reduce the manpower to run it. It is literally an armored tank mm. that is a behemoth. It's got a brand new modern engine and the Abrahams is, was designed around 50 to 80 years ago. Like, they can keep on investing more because it's $700 billion, like I was saying, it's not to innovate. No, it's just to maintain. Most of it is to maintain maintenance. For example, next year... Oh, yeah, I think it's halfway through this year. Uh, the um, the interest rate on their debt will cost more than the budget of the military. They they so they will pay about seven hundred billion dollars in interest rates on their debt before you say paying. Pay. That they'll have to. That they will be paying that. Oh my god! So it's an interest. It's the interest rate. So it's the seven hundred billion dollars of interest, and they need to pay that before a cent of the debt is even paid off. Yep. And because thing is, they need to keep on. Um, doing it, they need to keep on um, building on it. And what was it? Right, the economy goes up at the same time as the debt. Now there is a way to fix it in the way so that you can still have all that debt and for it to catch up and not affect the economy. And it's one simple thing: reduce budgets. You reduce the budget by you reduce the entire budget by ten percent, and you keep it that way. Right? So then the next year, you've got the same budget, the same minus 10%, you keep doing that. Now, the economy and the GDP will continue to rise, and the debt can stay the same. There's no more debt, so we're not going to get any more debt, but we're not going to get any less debt. And then the economy can continue to sustain all that, um, to sustain that debt while the, as long as the government doesn't increase the budget. Now, every single year, the US government increases the budget. The thing is, that won't ever happen, because you won't ever have a government that will have to sit through that long. Because you'll need a government that's willing to do absolutely nothing for eight years. And they need to be able to win an re-election. No, they'll still still be doing stuff. The budget needs to be cut by 10%. And I think that it's pretty doable, considering... Like... like, Well, like... When you get a new elected, they want to enact policies, do all this stuff, but they won't be able to do it if they can't increase budgets. Basically, they'll be going into election saying, we're going to cut everybody's budget, and everybody will be upset because... 
well, I mean, in America, it's kind of hard to say we're going to cut everything because people were like, okay, well, what am I going to be affected by? To my knowledge, their current budget is $21 trillion. That's a lot of money. I'm fairly certain. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain. There is a lot of things that they can do... Like to cut the military budget? The, the, for starters, yeah. You'd be surprised at where that money is going. If you, if you cut, like, $200 billion from the military budget, the military won't just collapse. It'll go, okay, so you know all those old aircraft carriers we've been keeping up maintained? Okay, we'll just scrap them now. The current, the current U.S. president has spent... One, sorry, you know how he took a zero dollar salary or one dollar salary, whatever it is, and everyone's yeah. like, "Whoa, look, he's so amazing!" He spent one over a hundred and three years worth of the presidential salary entirely on golf trips. Yep, that's all. That's like that's like a hundred and yeah. Like I understand you get benefits for being in that role. But that's a lot of golf trips. Oh yeah, he took well, like he just kept on. He kept on complaining about how many Obama took, but he's taken like twenty times more or something like legitimately something ridiculous. And, yeah. The thing is, when you're in the private sector, you get benefits like that. But then, if you overstretch, you get fired. Or, like, you get a warning, at least. Yeah, from the board, because they're the ones that control everything. With a country, you don't really get a warning from anybody, because the Senate won't stand up to you, because you control the Senate, because they're your party. And the people can't really yell at you, because you'll just ignore them, because there's several hundred million of them. Yeah, like, the debate right now, so the current, um, the current defense is that since high crime isn't a crime, so that's certainly not a high crime, they're saying, um, abuse of power, uh, isn't an impeachable offense, and obstruction of justice isn't an impeachable offense, or removal of office offense, it's like, okay, that's cool, but what is? Yeah. The thing is, Nixon stepped down for less than what Trump's done. That is accurate. Nixon stepped down because he interfered with the Vietnam War? What? No, 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 that was the Watergate thing. Oh, yeah, Watergate. Like, yeah, there was some stuff for the Vietnam War, but, um, no, but, uh, he, um, it was entirely Watergate. Okay. Oh, where he sent, um, people to go break into someone else's... No, it was, uh, it was the recordings and, and phone recordings and whatnot and, and tapping phone calls. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's, it's, it was, it was like... It was there was like, a lot of steady stuff that he did. It, it was, it was decades and decades ago. Like, but the thing is that with the Clinton and the Clinton trial, they're like, the, 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 the Democrats defense was, uh, impeachment is high crimes and misdemeanors and what Bill Clinton did. And so that when, when the reason when they were trying to remove him and he, he sent trial, Chuck Schumer said, um, that they're probably going to try to change it to any crime and misdemeanor. And I can kind of see that because his was um. But that can go too far because technically misdemeanor could be running a red light. I know, yeah, yeah, no, no. Depends no. on the state. Well, like assuming we should keep it any crime or whatever like that, because what he did is he um, uh, he committed perjury by saying that he just didn't sleep with a woman, right? And the thing is, they were, he's right. That's not. But the thing is, so he's like that. So that's that's just saying any crime. And then Trump thought like, oh, so we can so we're allowed because the problem is like, yeah, no, he he committed perjury by saying he didn't sleep with someone or his his assistant or whatever. Even though we did, I kind of agree impeach. with perjury being part of that. No, no, but process. The, the, yeah, but it's to an extent because that's the point of the Senate trial to judge it to an extent. And the thing is, is they're like, yeah, it was relevant. It was okay to impeach him for that, but it's but it's like okay, Trump constructed justice and abuse abused power. They're like, that's not impeachable. It's like what? Because yeah, Trump essentially interfered with an international power before he became a sitting president. No, they, so they, it's entirely about the Ukraine thing at the moment, though. Oh, okay. 
entire all sort of. They're trying to find the case that will stick the most. Yeah. Uh, yes, and I'll do the same thing if I was them too. So it's uh, when he was, he was like, "I will not." The Senate's letting them. He was like, "I will not give you military aid, Ukraine. I'll not release your aid unless you investigate my political rival and submit it so that he can't win the next election." And this is way before that they were. This is before he was elected, wasn't no, it? No, 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 no. This, oh, this okay. was this was like this was like last year. I mean, yeah, it's okay for international powers to have a standing on a case like when a plane gets shot down in another country and an Australian citizen was on board Australia will look go start leaning over that country going like we want to see what the outcome of this investigation is we're sending people to help what, I, don't, I don't see the relevance what do you mean well if Ukraine is investigating is already investigating a member of the US parliament Hunter Biden Joe Biden's son it's reasonable to assume that the US government has some interest in that investigation but no, no, like, the thing is that he was already acquitted as being innocent. So the, the, There's the issue, then. So the US government said he's innocent, he didn't do anything wrong, and then, then Trump was like, fuck, okay, Ukraine, I need you to do an investigation because my people can't do it. So basically he's asking Ukraine to investigate for his own country, even though his own country is already yes. legally ruled. Yes. That is not good. <laughs> that is not okay. So he's like, I trust Rudy Giuliani over the, over, my CIA, over the CIA and FBI... And, uh, and the Pentagon. That's how I like that these are all different things. For example, the FBI when it comes to, um, when it was back to Russia and the CIA, when it comes to, uh, oh, it was the CIA or Pentagon who ruled, like, for example, that climate change is, like, the biggest threat that the US currently faces. And he just doesn't trust it, even though that's what literally all the experts in his own administration, uh, not administration, because that's only in the executive branch, in his own government say. Yeah, it seems, this weird, I'm just going to go off topic for a second. Not that we've been on topic at all for the past <laughs> That's okay. while, but there's a weird mentality where people don't trust the scientific community It's with climate change at the moment. The, and they've somehow managed to inference that the scientists saying, oh, climate change is a problem when you deal with that with other things, like scientists coming out going, oh, we've discovered this thing that we need to deal with within human genome or we've discovered a way to do this and they laugh at them saying are you the same people with that do with climate change and it's like a lot of it is just people not understanding how the scientific community operates yeah there isn't just a scientist that just sits down and does this stuff when you go and become a researcher you have dedicated yourself to like one point like a zero a really tiny niche of that entire category hmm. Like, oh, you're a climate scientist, but they specialize in, like, one small region of territory. Like, they could specialize in tropics. Yeah. And then inside the tropics, they could specify in cyclones. And inside that, they could specify in how they are formed. And then they take all these global experts and, and then, all these things, and then, and then, then, then they put all the data together and have a massive model. Of like a, And most of the time, it's because they all came together and did a massive research project, which took hundreds of scientists all over the world to figure out. And because the thing is, like, uh, like I showed you before, so having a debate, oh, well, not really a debate, uh, with the guy on Twitter, and he was like, um, <laughs> he was like, so, uh, so someone said an Australian, an ex-Australian senator, uh, Lyle Shelton, said that, uh, like, having two, like, male, uh, having two, uh, a male couple, or just entirely female couple having children, you're depriving them of a mother or a father, I'm like, I replied just going, 
what if the mother died during childbirth? And this other guy goes, yeah, but they're still denying that the mother even existed. I'm like, that's not just interject. And what about all the people in all the kids in foster housing? Yeah. Well, what about the kids that don't go to foster housing? Instead, they're in a home until they turn 18 and they get booted out of that. I an orphanage. I wouldn't, the word. I wouldn't put this in the same category because let's assume, because they actually would may have separate issues from not having any parent like that at all. With this current thing, it's saying that there's a two male thing, two males, and then um, then you're deprived of a mother or whatever. So anyway, this back to 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 to, to, to your point before, where it's like he said. So this guy, he said um that it was um that they deny them having a mother. I'm like that's not true. They do. It's awful. And he's like, and I'm like, plus sign every sign like scientific studies show that. If um that, that, that there's no effect on the child's well-being or health or anything, and he's like, uh, he's like, are these the same scientists who um claim climate change is real? He put and, them um, in quotation marks, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, are these the same scientists that prove that climate that show that uh, say that climate change is real? And I'm like, no, they're not the same scientists. Those are meteorologists, and um, those are separate climate scientists and meteorologists. These were psychologists and uh, and psychiatrists who would do the. I don't even know what do you how do you understand this. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things people just don't understand about how our community works. For instance, if a paper gets released mm. talking about one thing, a lot of pe- a lot of YouTube shows like Seeker, they will talk about it, but then they'll go, it hasn't been peer-reviewed yet. And people don't seem to understand what that means. And essentially, it's just them saying that one person has released this research and claim, and it hasn't been Verified. Verified. So they've said... So anyone can release a research paper and say, oh, the sun is purple. Yeah. And then scientific community will go, well, clearly it's not. And then they'll just throw it out. yeah. And then that person will lose their accreditation. Mm. Well, become less accredited in the community and people will start... The scientific community will take their word less so or they'll start looking closer at their other work. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand that. When people say this is a peer-reviewed journal, it means it's been validated by over 100 people most of the time. Or someone has gone and gone, looked at their results and gone, I need to test against this. Because it impl- implies stuff that they want to look at. I think, I think that's a good place to, uh, wrap, to wrap it up. All right. All right. We'll see you next time.